0: This is Big Tasty Sports. It's been a few weeks since we did the last NFL Futures Report, but it's time to do another one. There's enough uh, information and digging as I keep doing that. I'll have a video out soon with Yanni and D about the NFC South. And as we go through these different divisions and keep researching there's just more good bets that come up keep digging into the futures and so we're going to keep building the portfolio quick things before we get started first I am going to have three bets that I've made today that I'm going to be sharing with you at the end obviously you can just fast forward to that if you want to just get the bets Um, you can follow me on twitter at big tasty sports that will I'll be I'll be posting anything that I'm doing with Big Tasty Sports there, so you won't miss anything. And then also just completely redid the Big Tasty Sports website. So now if you want all of the futures content, all of my bets, uh, everything, you can go to BigTastySports.com, click on NFL Futures, and it'll give you all the information there about what you get. I will keep doing these NFL Futures reports, talking through things that I like, movement that's interesting, sharing some bets. There are some things that will be just for subscribers there. So, you know, even just watching these, you'll keep getting bets and lots of different content. But if you want all of it and want more, go to BigTastySports.com and click on NFL Futures. Please do, if you were watching the video, I would appreciate just a like. It doesn't take long. Hit that like button. Uh, Subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of these as they come out. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast, rate and review, as always, if it's a nice rate and review. Otherwise, feel free to go on your merry way. All right, so here's what we're going to do today. We are going to look at some line movement. Then I'm going to walk through some over-under bets that I like, some of which I've already made. One of those is going to be one of the bets I'm going to share with you that I just made today. And then I'm going to talk about a strategy for betting NFL futures that I've developed just here in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the first one to ever develop it or any shit like that, Uh, but just saying it's something that I have uh, dove into and going to share that strategy with you, a few examples of it. And then one of my bets is using that strategy. It has to do with finishing position in the division. So that is what we're going to do. First up, we're going to walk through some line movement. This is in the futures dashboard that you can get if you subscribe uh, to Big Tasty Sports. So I am doing futures lines and updating these right now about once a week in the season. It'll be multiple times per week. You can see here I have five different books, I think. Yeah, five different books. These are the ones that I use the most. And uh, just real quick, I'm not going to talk a lot about over and under because there wasn't a lot of movement there to talk about just a couple things. But If the, if the cell here is green, that means that the price has gotten better for you since the last time. However, if that line is moving, it might mean, uh, you know, it might not be the best bet, but that's stuff that we can talk about. And then if it's red, that means the line has gotten worse since last time I have the, the win total, these five different books. And then this, this column here is important. Uh, I, that's the, the best line that you can get. And this dashboard, which I'll come back to in a minute, that those lines are the ones that populate the over and under here. So you can actually see those right on the dashboard. But for now, we're going to look at these lines and go through. You can You can see that since the last time I updated these, there hasn't been a ton of movement on most of them. Really, what's happened? I would say big picture on the over and unders, aside from a couple examples, is that the books are just getting into more alignment with each other. So you can see Bet Online adjusted a lot of their lines, but for the most part, that was just to bring it in uh, into alignment with the other books that are on here. So while there are still a few outliers, uh, a, a lot of the lines are just getting tighter now is the primary thing that's happening the other big picture thing i'll say is if you do have bet rivers and if you were looking at this sheet that bet bet rivers is worth checking out just because they haven't moved their lines as much as the other books have yet so there are a couple spots where they're a little bit out of alignment with the other books and so those are ones that you might want to consider there aren't a lot of those but just a couple i mean um yeah this is 115 and that's let's see if there are any others here Bet Rivers. So here's one like this would be worth considering. So Green Bay down to minus 110 for the over seven and a half at DK, and they're still plus money on Bet Rivers. So I don't, I already bet Green Bay's under seven and a half. And, but if you like the over, that would be worth going and looking on Bet Rivers and seeing about grabbing that because it's a little bit out of whack. So just saying that on the whole, Bet Rivers is something worth looking at otherwise though here you can see a lot of books coming into alignment not massive outliers I do want to point out here with New Orleans talked about this on the well we recorded last night it's a video that'll be coming out in the next few days here on the NFC South but if you like New Orleans team total over I would definitely try to if you have bet online go and grab this over nine at minus 110 I know that the over nine and a half is plus money but it's not huge plus money a 30 cent difference where you get a push on nine to in my estimation is absolutely worth it so i am not huge i think this is about right so i haven't bet it but if you like new orleans this year maybe more than i do and you have bet online go grab that over nine at minus 110 Other than that, uh, another one I'll point out here is you can see Seattle has seen some movement. So bet on lines over eight and a half is now minus 160, minus 165 on DK. This is an indication to me that these lines are likely to be going up. I think the rest of the market at some point will probably move in that direction to come into greater alignment. So if you don't have anything on Seattle and you like them, Over 8.5, you can get minus 140 on BetMGM right now, minus 142 on FanDuel. I think those are both pretty good lines. I do like Seattle to get – I like them to get to 10 wins, actually. So I think this isn't a bad bet if you haven't made it already, and it does look like the line could be moving. So if you like it, I would go make that sooner rather than later. The biggest mover here on the over and under – we'll flip over to the under here in just a second and and see if there's anything to look at – but was certainly Washington washington anytime we see this this year where the line moves on every single book that's something significant and worth paying attention to so the over six and a half the line got better on every book which means if you bet the under already that would be good uh if you bet the over already. You didn't get the best of the number, but that ha- I mean that's going to happen to all of us. But right now you can get pl- plus 110 on Washington over six and a half. Now, I'm not going to encourage you to make that bet because I'm actually on the under already with Washington. So for me, I would just look at this and say, hey, that's, that's one where maybe at least at this point got it right because the line's moving in the direction of what I bet. But if you like the over, hey, you're getting a better line now. On the other side here, this is... If we move over to the unders, obviously you're getting a worse line if you want to go grab Washington. The one thing that I will say here is under 6.5, you can get minus 118, 120 on DK, 130 on MGM, 140 on Bet Online. So I'm sort of iffy on betting the under 6.5 at minus 118. I think if I hadn't bet anything on it already, I probably would bet enough to win one unit. I wouldn't go big on it. But if you like that bet and you want to grab it, Uh, this is another one where now is probably the time. I don't think you want to wait. Another one where that is the case is Tampa Bay under, and their under is at six and a half right now. But here you can see BetMGM still has a minus 130, and then the next best is minus 140. We're all the way up to minus 145. So Tampa Bay under is another one. If you like it, now would be the time to grab it, and MGM is the best place where you can do that. Other than that, as you look through here, I mean, the Seattle under 8.5 is plus 140. That matches the line movement we saw on the other side. I I don't want to bet them under 8.5, so that's probably not something that I'll be jumping on, but that's, that's a little bit of an outlier. Scrolling up here, I don't think there will be much else for us to see um, on these unders, just because, again, mostly it's the books coming into alignment here. Anything else that I would like? Not really. Uh, I guess the other one I'd point out here. Okay, so this is an example of where Bet Rivers hasn't moved their line yet, but everyone else has. Arizona under four and a half. I've talked about that bet quite a few times already. I've bet it twice at two different numbers, plus 120 and plus 101. At minus 112, I still don't mind it. Uh, I just think Arizona is going to be pretty terrible this year. And this is another one where, if you want it, everybody else is at minus 120 or worse. So go to Bet Rivers and grab that at minus 112 if it's something you like. Again, I'm not whatever. We're all big boys and girls here. I, I obviously am not forcing you to bet anything, but it's something that I would encourage you to consider. All right. Where there's been a little bit more movement and a few interesting things I think we can talk about is on the division odds. So you can see here a, a lot of updates when it comes to division winners. Arizona, not worth talking about. Atlanta, I think this is one that's worth talking about, and we'll circle back to this in a different way later in the show here. But plus 240, you can see that DK, FanDuel, and MGM have all moved their lines down, 215, 220, 220. Bet Rivers was already at 220. So if you like Atlanta to win the division, plus 240 is a pretty good line, and you can could consider going to grab that or... You could wait until the end of the show when I share my bets, and Atlanta and the division will be involved in one. Though it is not just betting on Atlanta at plus two forty, but I I don't hate that. I mean, that's something that I definitely did consider, and I decided to go a different, take a different approach to it. But I I don't mind that at all. Baltimore kind of movement, different ways. One of the things I'm looking for here, just with the color coding, is if there's kind of movement up and down. To me, that feels like the book's probably just aligning with each other. If all the movement is in one direction, that's something I want to pay more attention to. Also, there there are some of these where if I really don't think a team's going to win the division, I'm just not going to mess with talking to you about it. Like I don't think Carolina's going to win the division. Plus 400 is a little bit of an outlier. So yes, that would be worth betting if you like that. But I just don't think they're going to. So that's not something that I'm really going to focus on interesting that three of the five books here have Cincinnati's odds getting better to win the division I do just think that the AFC North is going to be a really tough division and I think Cincinnati is the team that should be favored to win it but I don't think it's crazy that we see this line move a little bit because Baltimore I think absolutely has a chance and Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both going to be feisty so I don't think this is a layup for Cincinnati by any means and even a plus 150 I haven't bet that because I don't have enough confidence uh to bet them i would actually rather have baltimore plus 275 but i'm not going to take either at that current line moving on down let's see what else do we have in terms of movement here that could be interesting so here's another one jacksonville jacksonville uh if you've watched this or if you're you're following me talked about in the past taking jacksonville at minus 150 to win the division you can see now the best line is minus 160 and we've got a minus 167, minus 165, minus 170. So if you like Jacksonville to win the division and you haven't bet it yet, again, I would, can, I w- I would encourage you to do so. FanDuel is the best line that I see at minus 160. And I think that's still worth taking. I think Jacksonville is the class of the AFC South, which is not saying very much, but I think they are. And the line is likely going to be moving further on you. So this is one, if you want to grab it, I would do it now. Same thing might be happening with Kansas City, although they've been at minus 160 for a while, so this could be just more alignment. Rams, who cares? Vegas, who cares? Let's see. Yeah, New Orleans, who cares? So the Giants are an interesting one here too. I mean, I think the Giants... Could have a decent year this year, definitely like Dayball, but their odds have gotten better pretty much across the board here. Bet Online still has them at 675, but that's movement for Bet Online. You can get them all the way up to 850 at DK. That's a little bit of a surprising move to me. I mean, I certainly don't expect them to, to win the division, and I probably wouldn't. I actually have one of my bets is on the Giants later, so I'll share that as well. But that is some significant movement on what should be a a decent team and was a decent team last year, but when you're in a division with the Eagles, you're probably not going to win it. Philadelphia. Speaking of Philadelphia, <laughs> so up until maybe a week ago, there was a plus 100 out there on Philadelphia to win the division. All the plus money is gone. You can still get minus 110, but DK is already to minus 125 as is Bet Online. So if you like Philadelphia to win the division, I think you shouldn't wait. You should go to FanDuel or MGM and get them at minus 110, which in my estimation is still a pretty good line. If I didn't already have money on them, I would be betting that. Another one that's moving is Pittsburgh to win the division. You still can get this plus 600. This is another one where Bet Rivers has not moved yet. I have heavily considered this and I'm staying off of it just because I think this division is so competitive. That, I mean, if actually I could just switch over here and show you on my, my dashboard. Pittsburgh, uh, division odds, that's an implied probability of 14.29%. And I do give them an 18% chance to win the division. But right now on these division odds, I'm looking for a 10% difference between implied probability and my probability before I really want to bet it. But this number's coming down to 500 or 450. So that's going to fall, uh, you know, even it's going to get worse in terms of the implied probability. So, I mean, for betting it. Better in terms of what the implied probability is, but worse for betting it. So if you think Pittsburgh has a shot, I don't hate that bet at plus 600. I personally am passing. What else do we have here? A little on San Francisco, Tampa Bay. Who cares? Washington, who cares? So that's what I would say for line movement on the divisions. If you like some of those bets, I would go out and make them now. All right. I want to talk about a handful of over and under bets on win totals before we move on to this other strategy. So I wanna give you three here that I have already bet, but if you have not, I think are worth it. First up is Jacksonville. So right now, Jacksonville's line is set at nine and a half. Over is definitely juiced here. Let's see if we can get that where it's, all right, there, it's right in the middle, hopefully easy to see. It's juiced to minus 150 on the over, Plus 130 to the under. So you do have to pay some juice here. I actually think it's worth it. I have Jacksonville projected for 13 wins. And you can see here, I this is one of the things that I like the most for this bet is I have their floor at nine. In other words, I think there's nine games they really should win. I have their ceiling at 17. If you haven't heard me talk about my floors and ceilings before, the ceiling is almost always a little bit crazy. But it's just because of the way that I... The way that I uh, do these games and I'm not going to go through all of that again now because I've done it before. So I don't think they're going to win 17 games is what I'm saying. But having a floor of nine for me is great when the over under is nine and a half. So even at minus 150, I think this is really solid and I would be betting it if I had not bet it already, which I have. But it's one that I would say, yeah, I'm on it and I, I would make that bet. So do it that way you will. Next up is one that we talked about earlier and at this point missed the line a little bit. Uh, But Washington, over under six and a half, you can see here I have them projected for four wins. I have their ceiling at six wins. Now, throughout the season, I'm going to be adjusting this. Is there a chance they win more than six? Of course. Again, this is just my process and, and what it puts out for now. As we get into the season and see what these teams are really made of, this still could move. But for me currently to have a ceiling underneath Vegas's win total is a bet for me. And like I said, I've already bet Washington under six and a half at plus money. The under is minus 118 now. But again, if I had not bet this already, I would be making a bet. It would probably be a little more conservative at minus 118 than it was at plus whatever it was, plus 105 or plus 110, something like that, where I got it. But I think, I think that bet is still worth it. The other one, well, a couple from the NFC South. So this is the division I just did the video with Yanni and Dion, and, and that's part of the reason here. But So I bet Atlanta over eight wins, which, again, I obviously prefer over eight to eight and a half. But you can see here I have Atlanta projected for 10 wins, floor of five, ceiling of 15. So this is a pretty wide variance for me on Atlanta. But right down here is the thing that really drives me to still liking the over eight and a half is my strength of schedule. And I use standard deviation, but basically anything over minus one is a pretty easy schedule. There are only two teams in the league that I have over minus two on the standard deviation for strength of schedule. They're both in this division. It's Atlanta and new Orleans. So I have Atlanta with the second easiest schedule in the league this year because of that. I like over eight and a half still, and it's it's reasonable at minus 112. That's likely on Bet Rivers because those are the lines they run. If I had not bet Atlanta over eight, I would bet them over eight and a half at minus 112. Again, slightly more conservatively. Always love having that push at eight instead of a loss, but I still think this is pretty good value. Now, I am going to share a bet in a little while that includes Atlanta so you could consider making both or just making one or whatever you want to do but just pointing out that i think this is still a good line this next one is one of the bets that i made today and so we'll go ahead and get this out of the way and that's tampa bay's uh tampa bay's under vegas has the win total set at six and a half i think this team is bad If you want a longer breakdown, watch for the divisional preview on the NFC South and check out that video or check it out on the podcast. I won't go into a whole breakdown right now. But you can see I have Tampa Bay's floor at zero and their ceiling at three. All right. I actually went back through their schedule on this and just looked at it to see if I could change it up at all. I mean, I'll show you here Tampa Bay. So red for me are games I expect them to lose. Yellow is games that I think are sort of a coin toss. I mean, does Tampa Bay beat Detroit at home? Yeah, maybe. I I guess. Do they win at Houston? I suppose that's one I could consider changing to yellow. My point is here, I don't really see any green games where it's like, hey, they should be favored and they're going to win this game. I, I mean, at Green Bay, New Orleans at home. So... Maybe what I have right now here with their ceiling at 3 is a little crazy. Maybe their ceiling should be 5 or maybe it should even be 6. But even if their ceiling was 6, it's under Vegas's win total. And yes, at this point, it is juiced to minus 130. But man, I think that this is a solid bet. Okay, again, I won't go into all the reasons why you can go watch the other video, listen to the other podcast if you want to hear it. But I bet enough to win two units... At minus 130 on Tampa Bay's under. So that is, in my estimation, a really good bet, which is why I made it. All right. Here's what I want to do next is I'm going to jump into talking about a little bit of a different strategy for how to handle finishing position and divisions. There are many books where all they offer is the division winner, or maybe they offer a dual forecast where you can bet, you know, two teams to get first and second or to be first and second in any order, but bet online and bet rivers at least. And you may find other books where this is the case as well. I'm still looking. I didn't see it on DK. Didn't see it on Fanduel, Didn't see it on MGM. You can bet exact finishing position in the division. And I think that opens up some nice opportunities. So I'm going to give you a couple examples first that are interesting to me, but not ones that I would bet. And then I'm going to give you a couple examples that I actually would bet or am betting. So first up here, and if you're watching on the video, you'll see you'll see kind of a shorthand for what this bet looks like on the bottom. If you're on the podcast, I think you can listen and you'll you'll get it as I talk about it. So we're going to talk about the New England Patriots. They're obviously in an incredibly difficult division. And when I think about the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, I would be very surprised if New England doesn't finish finish last in this division. I think the only way that they don't is if there's injuries that happen to one of those other teams at key positions. Now, we have things like Tua in Miami where that could happen. So I, I think the likelihood of them finishing fourth is... 65 percent maybe uh you know i haven't actually thought too much about the percentage but maybe something like that and right now you can get them to finish fourth at minus 110 which is whatever it is uh 53 percent so i think that's a great bet uh however because of injuries and some of these long-term things and crazy things that can happen. And the fact that new England obviously has good coaching. They have probably a good defense. Again, it's not like they're a trash team. Like some of these other divisions, you could say, all right, well, what if something crazy happens and they end up finishing third? I don't see them getting above third. That would be wild to me. You can get them to finish third at plus two seventy-five. So if you do the proportions, right. And I worked this out here. Basically, Just as an example, if you bet 110 on New England at 4th, minus 110, you'd have to bet 40 at plus 275 for them to finish 3rd to cover your 4th place bet. That works out to a line of minus 250 for them to finish 4th and a push if they finish 3rd. Honestly, I don't hate this because while there's no locks in any sports betting, if you don't know that by this time, please get, get that into your head. They're literally are just not locks. This is super high probability, in my estimation, that they finish third or fourth in the division. So even at a line where it's minus 250 on fourth and a push on third, I think it would be a solid bet. Part of the reason that I won't bet this to be totally transparent is still building a bankroll, the amount of money. That I would have to put down to make this worth it versus some other bets just isn't worth it to me right now. If, if my bankroll keeps getting bigger, these are the kind of bets, honestly, I would make. So if you have a big bankroll, I think this is definitely one worth considering. Let me give you another example of the same thing. Tampa Bay to finish fourth, minus 105. How do they finish third in this division? Well, None of the other teams, Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans, are phenomenal. I just think Tampa Bay is so bad, though. I mean, I already told you I'm betting under six and a half. Who else is going to go under six and a half? I suppose Carolina, I mean, I suppose any of these teams, it's in the realm of possibility. And this is the reason that I won't make this bet, is because this division just, I can't be confident enough to make this bet at this price. But if you bet them fourth at minus 105 and then third at plus 260 to cover that fourth place bet. You get to a line of minus 247 on fourth place and a push on third. So very similar to that New England bet. So there's two examples that I think if you had the bankroll for it, if you think certain things about these teams would be worth considering. Now let me give you one that I'm not betting, but it's only because of other bets I already have. And I'm actually considering betting it still. Los Angeles Rams, the the NFC West is pretty clear. San Francisco and Seattle are the best two teams. The Rams and the Cardinals are not good and will finish in third and fourth, barring a miracle. So you can get the Rams to finish third at plus 120, and you can get them to finish fourth at plus 340. If you focus your bet on that third place finish, which is what I think is most likely to happen, it's basically about 67% on the third place and then 33% on the fourth place to cover your third place bet. You get to a line of minus 144 on third and a push on fourth. I think this is a really good bet. I talked earlier about uh, on previous podcasts or if you know if you're subscribing you know that one of my my be- biggest bets for the year is San Francisco and Seattle dual forecast so first and second in any order at minus 165 This is not quite the same bet because the same bet would be the Rams and the Cardinals in any order and that's not what this is this is saying Rams third is minus 144 and push on fourth I think it is much more likely the Rams finish third than that they finish fourth. The Cardinals are bad across the board, and it's very likely, in my estimation, they're going to come in fourth. So you're going to tell me like minus 144, and I get a hedge where if they come in fourth, I don't lose anything. I think that is a great bet. And yeah. let me see if I can tell you the books here, real quick, if you want to make that bet, because the lines are different, different places. So, the plus 120 for third is at Bet Online. The plus 340 for fourth is at Bet Rivers. And this is huge because on Bet Online, fourth place for the Rams is plus 260 and it's plus 340 at Bet Rivers. The math would have worked out to minus 171 for third place if you only use Bet Online, and it's minus 144 if you use these two different books. Man. I might be talking myself into adding some here. I just have so much on Seattle and and San Francisco already, but I think this is a really phenomenal bet. And to put it in context too, that San Francisco-Seattle bet is all the way out to minus, it was either minus 325 or minus 375 on bet, BetMGM now. So that line of minus 165 is way gone. If you want to bet this division, I think this is the way to go. All right, I'm going to come back around to this strategy for one of the bets that I'm going to share with you. Let's get into those bets now. I already told you Tampa Bay under six and a half wins at minus 130 on bet MGM. I bet that to win two units already shared it next up. I told you I had a bet with Atlanta. What I ended up going with is Atlanta and New Orleans dual forecast at plus 135 on bet MGM. So that just means Atlanta and New Orleans can finish first and second in any order. I do understand that there is a chance for Carolina with that defense and a new coaching staff and Bryce Young and whatever to hop one of these teams neither of which are you know super bowl contenders or anything and get into second place. So this this bet is cer- very much less certain than that Seattle and San Francisco one but that was minus 165 even when I bet it and this is plus money it's plus 135 and at that line I think that this is a good bet. So I put one unit on Atlanta and New Orleans dual forecast plus 135 at Bet MGM. And then the last one, going back to that strategy I was just talking you through, it's on the New York Giants. You can get the Giants to finish third for plus 150 at Bet Online, and you can get them to finish second for plus 400 at Bet Rivers. This gives you a line of plus one hundred on third, and it actually gives you a line of minus five hundred on second. Well, that that might sound bad, but all the other examples I gave were a push. You were basically just covering your first bet with your second bet. In this case, if they finish second or third, you win something. Uh, and and so I split this bet. 80-20, 80% on third place and 20% on second place. That's the way that I, I got to these lines of plus 100 and minus 500. I think the Giants are better than the Commanders. That's part one of this bet. Yeah, I, I mean, when we get to the divisional preview on the NFC East, we'll dive into this a lot more, and I'll I'll see if the other guys on the show agree with me or not. I like having Dayball there. I think that this is a solid team. I think some of their defensive pieces are only going to get better from last year. So I think that the Giants are a league average team, and I think the Commanders are less than league average. So I expect the Giants to outclass the Commanders. That takes them out of fourth. And that would have been the other way to think about this. You want to bet them for third or fourth. But I actually think it's more likely that the Giants are better than we think and somehow pass the Cowboys to get into second. I don't think it's likely. That's why I'm not betting more on second place. I think it's likely they finish third. But if they're not going to finish third, I think it's more likely second than fourth. And so that's why I went with third and second. And this I bet to win two units on these two different lines. So again, especially if you're listening, Giants, to finish third in the division, plus 150 bet online, 80% of my bet. To finish second, plus 400 on Bet Rivers, 20% of my bet for lines of plus 100 and minus 500. All right, those are the bets. That is the futures report. Again, if you want to get my full betting portfolio, already have, uh, let me check here how many bets I have actually, real quick. I've already made 27 futures bets for this year so we're building that portfolio and most of the lines are moving good directions we're going to get some good opportunities for hedging and adding and all that kind of stuff as we go along but you're going to have a lot a lot better opportunities for that if you jump on sooner rather than later because these lines move as we looked at today also at Big Tasty Sports you can sign up for the the newsletter I'll be sending out content, doing articles, doing videos, all that kind of stuff. And you can find it all there. So I encourage you to go check that out. Best of luck with all your betting. And I will talk to you later.